The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, all about movies. And today my guest is writer-director Jane Weinstock. We're going to be talking about her new film entitled Three Birthdays. And it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie. Absolutely love this movie, Jane. Just oh, so many things. You. You're welcome. I mean, it's just, it, it's so well done. It's such a well-done film, and there's so much to it. And I can't wait to do a deep dive um, with you about this film. I know when I was reading the press notes that this is a personal film for you. Let's talk about that a little bit. And before we even do that, let's give the audience an idea of what this movie is all about. Well, it's a film about a family in 1970 at the height of the sexual revolution. Was There were many revolutions going on around this time. There was feminism. There was the anti-war movement. There was the Black Power movement. So all this, you know, all this activity is the background for this story of a family. And it's a family that's kind of messed up. Um, yes. And it gets further messed up by the sexual revolution, which was really at its height at this moment. I hate to date myself, but I date myself a lot. I was a freshman in college in 1970, and I went to a woman's college across from Miami of Ohio. Unfortunately, it's no longer there. So I was there during the pivotal point in this film is Kent State, I think part of the you know pivotal point of the film. And so I was there during that time, and a lot of uh, classmates did go up to Kent State to march against the war and everything that was going on. So it brought back a lot of memories for me. And that's why it was so pertinent, I guess, to my life, having lived through that and having been a part of it. So why was it such a personal story for you? Well, I was in high school at this time. And it was my mother was a feminist. It's not it's not based on my life. But my mother was a feminist. And my parents had their issues. So I kind of took that and I took everything that was going on at the time and put it together in a story about a family of two college professors and their 17-year-old daughter. So why was it personal to me? It was, I grew up during this time. So it, you know, it meant I have a lot of very, very powerful memories of this time. And my mother was a politician and an artist. And I used, I actually used her paintings in the film. So there are geometric abstractions that are her paintings from the 70s. Wow. Great set, too, by the way. The kitchen. It's a good kitchen, (laughs) right? It's a good kitchen. I said, I don't remember a refrigerator being that green. (laughs) (laughs) Avocado green. (laughs) I just got an email from somebody. I just showed the film at the L.A. International Film Festival, and I got an email saying, I really want that refrigerator. I know. Brought back a lot. The orange obviously brought back a lot of memories too. All of it. It was yeah, really, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's a great cast, and you know, there's so many obviously issues in it. So you know, the the, the young the, the daughter, the husband and wife, who are both professors at some at a school in I don't know which school. Did they, do you even mention? It, I don't say what you school, don't but say. It's, it's, it's I can say it's based on Oberlin. Oberlin, but okay. It's not Oberlin. It's, it's not like Oberlin. it's Oberlin like. Okay, because it's a 
college in, in Ohio, again, and not far from Kent State. And so they could, you know, but this young woman uh, decides that her, on her, and, and I want to get into the three birthdays, because I think that's fascinating uh, how you did that. And I want to ask you why you did that. But, you know, she decides on her 17th birthday that it's time for her to lose her virginity. And so that's sort of the crux of the beginning of the film that kind of jettisons the rest of the story. You know, her decision to do that is what shifts the dynamics between herself and her parents and her parents' relationship. So it's rather interesting. So why did you choose to do it over their three birthdays, which happened to be very significant dates uh, uh, in this, mm-hmm. not only for the film, but just in general in history. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to tell it from three different points of view. I kind of went into it with that idea. So it seemed like a good idea to sort of make each each point of view. Whoever's birthday is being celebrated it is the point of view of that section of the film. So it's in the films in three sections. And then the idea also is that whoever you're following is the kind of person that you're going to identify more with. So it was very tricky to get it so that people would start out identifying with the daughter and then switch to the husband and then switch to the mother. Well, here they are, you know, it's, as you say, there's so many different things going on. And here we are today, not that far away from many of those things that were going on back in, you know, 1970. Here we are, 53 years later. But the, you know, the height of the sexual revolution where, and the feminist movement, where a a lot of, now again, was I was, you know, freshman in college, so I was still kind of grappling with some of that myself. But that instead of freeing us, I really felt it ended up constraining us in the long way. And and the, the mores of the 50s, you know, were obviously being carried in into this and because we're all all of the children of the 50s were the ones who were going through this in the late 60s and early 70s and yet it was hard for us to break away from some of those moral traditions that we were perhaps raised in and that comes up in this and that's what I thought was really interesting that there was that dynamic between did it did this really you know trying this experiment of being open and free and in exploring sexuality did it really free us or did it really constrain us? What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's really the big question of the film, right? Right. right. Exactly. And I feel that it's something, it's sort of an area for discussion because it's not, there is no simple answer. I think it was freeing for some people and, and terrible for others. And particularly in cases of families where in the family, in the film, the daughter finds out that her mother is having an affair and that absolutely devastates her. And I'm sure I don't, it's not based on an incident that I know of, but I'm sure there were cases of, of similar stories uh, at the time. I mean, the pill, basically, the sexual revolution began with the pill, right. which was, which came out in 1960 or for wide use anyway. And the film takes place in 1970. So it, it's really been, it's been in the air for some time. And that went on until basically the early 80s when AIDS came along and everything changed. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. When you were writing this, um, was there a point of view that was, for you that was of the characters that was stronger than another? Well, I think it's different. I'm finding it's different for different people. Um, for me, I would say the mother's point of view is, is the one I identify the most with. Although I very much identify with the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel for, I have a lot of sympathy for the husband 
Um, but I don't, um, I wouldn't say I identify with him. Right. Uh, but then there are a lot of men who, who identify with the, with the, um, the Rob character. Right. Right. So, um, it was interesting when I showed it at the Tallgrass Film Festival. Three, after, afterwards, three men of three different generations came up to me and told me how, how much they identified with this character and how, what a, an impression the film made on them, which was very interesting. It is interesting. It is interesting. I watched it with my partner, and he thought it was a really he 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 loved it. He thought it was a really well made film, and it is. He did not relate to the husband, <laughs> which, uh-huh. which I'm happy. Well, the husband does some bad things. Yeah, he didn't. He says now he didn't relate to him at all. But uh, yeah, yeah it, and it it was interesting. I mean, for him to get his point of view because he he's nine years younger than me, so he kind of was like not part of this you know generation. But he relates. It's it's that's why our relationship is so is so good because he relates so much to um the 60s and the 70s you know himself for some reason i think he still even though he was young younger uh understood that era a, a little bit more than a lot of other people that i know who actually lived through the era <laughs> yeah, yeah. that time well one of the things for the man is that he's struggling to be you know, with his feminist wife and all these new ideas, and he's trying to be a good guy, and he doesn't succeed. But, you know, it, it was hard for men at that time, right. um, harder than it is now, I think. And I think um, men respond, so, so, certainly some men respond to that, to having gone through that themselves. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure there are yeah. lots. Yeah. How has the reaction been when you, you've gone to uh, quite a few different film festivals uh, and you've won some awards along the way? Um, how has the reaction generally been? Well, it's been good. Uh, we went to Woodstock first and uh, and a lot of the crew came to that, which was really wonderful. Um, and we had a great reaction, and I won the Best Director Prize. Excellent. So that was very nice. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. And then we went to Tallgrass, where we had the most laughter of any screening that we've had thus far, which That's was really interesting because it's quietly funny, I think, yes. at times. It's not a comedy, but um, it's got a lot of humor in it, and that audience really went for that. And then I showed it at um, La Femme. I don't know if you say it, that, say it the French way or the American way, La Femme um, International Film Festival just last weekend. And we won again, Best Director. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations. So, uh, yeah, I was really thrilled. And um, we had a very, a very good response there as well. Um, people, people seem to... Uh, people seem to like it, which makes me very happy. You should, you should, and it, it is. It's a, it's a wonderful. Uh, it and so because there's so many different layers to it, and and your cast is amazing. Let's talk about that. You've got wonderful Josh Radner, who you know um, was in. Um, I can't remember the show now that he was in. But yeah. uh, uh, my mo- my mother. Uh, Something about mother. It's like all about my mother, but that's not what it is. That's not what it is. And I remembered it last night. Um, No, I can't remember it. But 
Anyhow, how I met your mother. How I, I met, met your mother. mother. There you go. <laughs> Let's give him his okay. due, because <laughs> many people will remember him from how I met my mother. Uh, you know, how did you? And, and then Annie. Um, I don't know how you say her last name. Paris. Paris. And Nuala Cleary. I mean, it's a great cast. So how did you find these actors? I mean, Josh, we know a little bit more about. Um, how did you find them in casting? I found them. Oh, I had a wonderful casting director, Betsy Fippinger. And it was COVID, so I never met anybody. It was all done on Zoom. And she would, you know, she sent me lists and these and um so I, I had meetings with people and people read for me. And um, by the time I cast everybody, I knew I had a family that was going to work. Yeah. They- and Nula, Nula her, you say, that's how you say her name. She's from an Irish family. Um, she, uh, or Irish-American, she had gone to some kind of fan event with Josh Radner, I guess, for How I Met Your Mother, when she was 13 years old. And she'd gone up to him and taken a selfie with him. <gasps> You're kidding. So on the first day of rehearsal, she she presented him with this selfie. And he was really blown away. Oh, my goodness. How, now, how old yeah. is she now? Now she's 22, I think. Oh wow, wow! That would be that. Isn't that amazing? That fortuitousness yeah. of that too, serendipity, and how life takes you. That was great. You know, they yeah. are. She's wonderful. She's a wonderful uh, actress. I thought she was. You know, I just you know, she really held the screen, and um, you know, and did a, a, an excellent job in every scene that she was in. So, being a, a new young actress, that was that's pretty amazing to be able to do that. Yeah, she was great. And Annie was amazing. Annie uh, and I worked together for, you know, probably for two months because she lives in New York. And she, uh, I was giving her all these books and she would come to me with notebooks full of questions. And um, it was a, it was a great process. Whereas Josh uh, was doing another, uh, he was doing a series. So he came on later but he was incredibly prepared, and uh, and then we just made the film in eighteen days. Eighteen days! Wow, wow! Where it did was you really fast? It was fast, and you filmed in uh, New Jersey, is that right? In New Jersey, yes. And whereabouts? In you know Rutherford? Yes, I, I'm from New Jersey originally, born. <laughs> oh, so in northern northern New Jersey? Yeah, I know Rutherford. Yeah, it's I haven't been back in a long time, but yeah. Where are you from in New Jersey? Uh, Mountain Lakes near Morristown, up north. It's a little uh-huh. bedroom town right outside of New York City. Yeah, and oh, uh, nice. there. but and yeah, yeah. So. New Jersey is near and dear to my heart, too, obviously. And I saw that in the credits, and that was nice to see that also. Um, we had um, our, one of our producers was from New Jersey, and he uh, knew, he basically, he, he read the script, he said, New Jersey, New Jersey can pass perfectly for uh, Oberlin. Yeah. Um, and he's right, I think. I think it worked really well. It did. It did. Yeah. It's an in- interesting connection because I'm from New Jersey and then went to school in Ohio and it's supposed to be set in Ohio. So as I said, oh, yeah. this had a lot of connection for me when I was watching it for sure. What was the huh. most difficult part of the shoot? I'm always curious about that. The most difficult part was that it was 18 days and we just had to keep going. One day... We were shooting a scene outside between um, 
Kate, the mother and her best friend, and it started raining. So we had to completely reset the scene inside um, at a, on a set that didn't exist yet. And we had to do that in about three hours. Wow. So um, thanks to Jody Asnes, our amazing production designer, uh, we did it. And the scene came out okay. Uh, the other difficult thing was that um, we did we couldn't find a script supervisor. So there were days when we didn't have anyone as the script supervisor and somehow the film still cut together. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Yeah. So how long did, uh, after you wrote it, um, did it take to actually start filming the movie? Oh, years and years and years. I wrote it um, many times because as I was, as I was waiting to make it. I was taking classes. I was workshopping scenes from it. And uh, I worked in a directing class um, that Adrian Weiss, an amazing uh, teacher, uh, teaches here in New York. So, um, so I was able to make it better and better. But it basically, I would say it took about eight years to get it going. It took a long time. Wow. That's what I hear those stories a lot, you know, especially in independent (laughs) films, uh, that how long it takes to to get it going sometimes. So that's, but good good perseverance. You didn't give up. And that's the important. I'm a Taurus. (laughs) I'm not, I'm supposed to be stubborn. Um, um, And I probably am. My mother was a Taurus, so I, I can oh, yeah. relate. I can relate. Yep, and that's good. Good to have that tenacity, tenacity in this uh, film, in, in making movies, in particular in this industry. You need to have that tenacity in order to become successful, doing what you love. So, who influences you when you know when you were, you know, because. You've directed other things besides this, but is there a particular director that influences your work more than perhaps others when you're working? Well, um, there's one director. I I don't know if it's a direct influence, but uh, I like Noah Baumbach's movies a lot. Yeah, Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, The Squid and the Whale is one of my favorites. Excellent film. And his wife now too. Uh, yes, with, yes. You know, uh, Greta Gerwig, who's successful in her own right, and they're great partners, writing partners, as well as partners in life. And uh, certainly yes. the, uh, so happy for her success with Barbie this summer. I mean, you know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, who knew that that movie would be as good as it was, number one, because you don't know how that's going to turn out, but just the, you know, how the popularity of the film all over for men and women. You know, yeah, that kind of it's thing. amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. So same kind of thing. Uh-huh. So what in particular, uh, um, as far as writing, is it the same thing? Because he's also a wonderful writer, too. Yeah, it's just his the feeling and the subtlety. Um, and, the, um, and at the same time, they're cinematic. I think they're just uh, they're just really good. Yeah, I mean, I love Jane Campion's films. I don't think it's exactly what I do, but I love I love her films. Yeah, I love her films too. We're now starting to see more and more wonderful uh, female directors coming to the forefront, yes. which is so heartwarming to see uh, Emerald Fennell and her new film Saltburn. 
Uh, she's going to be oh, here. Have, it, have you seen that? I'm going to see it Saturday night, and she's going to be here. I can't wait to see the film and, and have her do a, uh, a question and answer afterwards with the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. We have a great all year round. We have a beautiful theater that they own, and they show these great films, especially as we get closer to the Oscars. They pick up these great films so we can all go see them in advance and then get to you know hear the question and answers, usually with the director or sometimes the actors or both the writers so it's a it's a fascinating it's a great place to live santa barbara for mm-hmm. movies it really is well as new york you're in new york so you get to see i have, I have some good movies to see too yeah, definitely but i loved her first film i thought it was really great i have not seen that i have not seen oh, you've it. never seen it yeah no, no uh uh-uh. so oh her first film i thought you said Truffaut. i'm sorry no no no, oh, no. her first oh film. yes promising young woman i've been telling everybody yes. about it who had not seen it i was just telling somebody yesterday i said oh if you haven't seen it you must see that movie because that came out yeah. during covid so i didn't get you know even though she won the oscar for the best screenplay for that film it didn't get as much play because it again was during you know, COVID, so it was a little bit more difficult. So I'm hoping this one gets uh, a lot more, you know, buzz about it during Oscar season, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which do you prefer? I mean, you had another career before you decided to get into this. So, so tell me how you transitioned from what you were doing to writing and directing films. Well, I um, went to graduate school for millions of years in film studies, and I taught. Uh, I taught in art schools usually because I didn't have my P. I didn't get my PhD. I did everything but my dissertation, and so I. This film is about two academics, so I know I know something about academics, having been one myself. Um, but anyway, and I also wrote about art, um, and then about contemporary art. I was living in New York, and then I uh, decided to take a film course, filmmaking course, and I made a short film um, that had a really great life, and I got a lot of encouragement, and it was it was a great experience, and I was I went to the Sundance Directors Lab for my first feature. That's great. And just everything fell into place for me, um, so I never looked back. Wonderful. I still write. I still write criticism once in a while. But uh, not not so much. Which do you prefer, the uh, writing or directing? Directing. Directing, and why? No, actually, you mean writing screenplays, not as right. opposed. To, you don't mean critical writing. No, 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 writing screenplays. Right. Um, writing is really hard. When it's going well, it's great, but there's a lot of pain as well. Directing just. It just flies by, and editing and editing uh, is something I also love. So I really like the whole thing. That's wonderful. That's great. Well, it comes through. I mean, because this, this film is really, really uh, a wonderful film. I'm I'm hoping that you you people can see it. It's it's not. It's just playing film festivals right now. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. That's right. It's going to the Fort Lauderdale Film Festival um, the first week, at the end of the first week of November. Any any other ones coming up? Um, 
Yes, we did. We just, I just heard that we got into something. Cinequest. Oh, that's a great film festival. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, everyone, if you're near a film festival where your three birthdays is playing, I highly recommend you seek this out. And hopefully it will be in theaters and streaming um, very soon. And I look forward to having you back on the show, Jane. I wish you much great. success with the film. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube, subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. The Jan Bright Show, all about movies. 